Trying to get this lighting right for this video. Guys, happy Friday. Uh, I know I've done videos on this before, but I'm reading up on it right now, brushing up, and I just want to jump on here. And I, the reason I jump on these certain subjects is because I get uh, post questions from guys all day long and kind of just refresh things. I just want to give everybody something to work with. I know we have a lot of new people in this group and guys who haven't seen the videos have gone back. We have, we have like 12 hours of video, so I can understand it's a little intimidating. So I just want to get people refreshed and up to speed. And what I'm going to talk about today is permitted questioning on a motor vehicle stop. Uh, and this just goes back to, let me, let me start by saying this. Know where you're, when you're asking questions to people, make sure you ask them for documentation on where your answer comes from. So when you reach out to maybe an AP and they tell you something contradictory to what you see on here or the stuff that I provide to you with documentation, you may want to just say, hey, I've heard differently. Can you send me something to support exactly what you're saying? Because believe it or not, there are some people who are in the judicial system that have no idea what they're talking about. Um, so this brings up uh, an AP that I'm aware of that told some officers that there is at no time allowed for you to ask any questions on a motor vehicle stop, which is the most ludicrous, ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Not once in the hundreds and hundreds of police-initiated arrests that I've made for CES and uh, a variety of things, has anybody ever said the questioning that I've asked and separated passengers and drivers from was uh, beyond the scope of my motor vehicle stop? And I'll tell you why, and I'll explain why a little bit. So don't listen to that crapola from the people that you're asking questions for. So just be careful who you're asking questions to, and always ask for supported documentation, not just, oh, I think that's it. And be careful of the famous phrase that we've all experienced with your, I guess, AGs, APs, whatever they may be, uh, district attorneys, is, I don't know the answer to that, but let me find out and I'll get back to you. And then you never hear from them again. So I've, I've been subject to that, I don't know, 20, 30 times. I've been trying to get answers on something. Look for the answers yourself. If you can't find them, reach out. Maybe I can help you out. Um, now, with that being said, there's a lot of very good APs out there, a lot of good AGs out there. But you got to know, just like any business, there's good ones and there are bad ones. So I know that in certain counties, guys are like, man, we have this AP. He's great. And then I get the same county call me go, hey, that guy's on vacation. And this person is stepping in for him. And they're terrible. Don't know anything. It's a pain in the ass. So we all go through it. Just know what your source of information are. APs watching or who, anybody who's going to go back and tell APs that I talk like this. There are very good ones out there. There are very good defense attorneys out there, but there's also very bad ones. So credit to those who are really good and know their craft and the ones who suck. We're going to call you out on it. And the truth hurts. Sorry. Sorry if you don't know what you're doing. Anyway, uh, somebody told me recently, oh, man, you annoy people. You piss people off. I, I, the truth. It's just the truth. Why? Because because I'm a reflection on, on what the truth is. My bad. If you can defend the things that I'm accusing you of, then so be it. Just know that my voice speaks on the, for the voices of thousands of police officers involved in this group. And what I say makes sense, I think. If not, let me know. <laughs> Maybe I'm nuts. But All right, so let's talk about the first one that I got here for you is um, uh, State versus Chapman, and it's permissible questions are a typical motor vehicle stop. Just like the rest of the videos, I'll put some uh, wording from this case in it, and I'll attach the link. And you guys can click the link and read this stuff. But it's a motor vehicle stop by a state trooper where they ask some questions. The questions were formidable. And uh, this is what the court said. 
The question is, what inquiries may a police officer lawfully propound to an individual who has been stopped for a traffic infraction? Again, watch these words, traffic infraction, not a pretextual stop. They're referring to, you know, stuff that has no RAS, no PC, nothing. So don't let somebody read this and tell you, well, this is what it says. Because if they're not understanding these words, these key words in here, then they're going to give you bad advice. They're going to read it. It's going to sound correct. But if you're not picking up on keywords in case law, you're misunderstanding it. There have been people who told me, like, I don't get it. I'm glad you break it down the way you do. Supervisors, guys who are humble enough to say, like, dude, I don't understand case law, but I love watching this stuff because you make it so easy to understand. And if I'm wrong, guys, just send send me a message. I'm not like a guy looking to become uh, engaged in an argument or a fight. Like, I'm humble. Anyway, um, in answering this question, the court used a bit of common sense and ordinary human experience. While at the same time, according to appropriate deference to the ability of a trained law enforcement officer to distinguish between innocent and suspicious actions. Ooh, good, nice language there for us. So the court held that during a course of motor vehicle stop, a typical traffic stop, typical traffic stop, another key word, typical, may request the motorist driver credentials, should advise the motorist of the reason for the traffic stop, may run a computer check, and may ask questions reasonably related to the reason of the traffic stop. Ooh, interesting wording there. What was the reason for the traffic stop? Did they try to blend into the traffic? Did they jam the brakes when they saw you? Was there a reaction to your presence? Were they doing 50 in a, in a 50 and then all of a sudden they saw you, they dropped it down to 35, 32 in a 50? Did they exit off the highway for no reason and now you stopped them? There's no reason that they're supposed to be in there. All right. And it says inconsistent or contradictory answers provided by the vehicle's occupants may then permit an officer to broaden the inquiry and ask more intrusive questions to design I'm sorry, designed to confirm or dispel suspicions, criminal activity, and you may issue a citation. So, wow, like you can actually ask questions. There's case law on it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, let's go into State versus Hickman. This is, comes out of 2000. Do you look really nervous? Do you have any contraband or weapons on you? The court said that this is okay. You can ask a question like this without reasonable suspicion. According to the court, the brief questioning of a defendant after the law enforcement, I'm sorry, after the lawful motor vehicle stop of the car in which he was a passenger was perfectly valid. Cop goes up to the car, passenger's nervous. He poses that question. Man, you look nervous. You have anything on you? You're not supposed to have anything illegal? Good to go. Good. People, you know, guys are still going, you can't ask these questions. You got your 22-year-old veteran who's still sitting, brings the newspaper to, to muster, and he's like, you can't ask that question. Oh, really? 22-year-old, 22-year veteran? of the police department who thinks he knows everything gtf out of here you know what i'm saying so please give me a break with these guys midnight monster i know show me where it says that because we're showing you here where it says it and we have it the typical traffic stop is more this is like a weird word i don't know if i'm pronouncing it correctly but analogous to a terry stop which is not subject to the subject to the dictates of miranda Thus, persons temporarily detained pursuant to such stops are not in custody for the purposes of Miranda. Roadside questioning of motorists held in the court is not transformed into custodial interrogation simply because the police officer's questioning is accusatory in nature or designed to elicit incriminating evidence. Woo. A police officer was not required to give Miranda warnings to a suspected drunk driver before asking him whether he had been using intoxicated uh, intoxicants. Similarly, in State versus Toro, and that's 1988, the court held that a police officer's who observed a package 
uh, at the foot of a driver stopped for a motor vehicle fence, which they suspected was a container for drugs, could ask what was in the package without giving Miranda warnings. Amazing stuff, huh, everybody? I got to imagine if like half you like watching this video, like, holy shit, I can't believe this. In addition, the court found the officer's questioning did not violate any notions of the due process or fundamental fairness. The few brief questions that the officer asked the defendant before he produced the cocaine did not involve any coercion beyond that inherent in any police questioning of a citizen. Cool. When there are passengers in a car stopped for a traffic violation, the passengers are subject, as a practical matter, to the same temporary stop as the driver because the passengers do not generally have readily available alter- alternative means of transportation. If a stop for a motor vehicle violation is reasonable, the police do not have to show an independent basis for detaining passengers unless the detention goes beyond what is incident to a brief motor vehicle stop or you have reasonable suspicion or probable cause. Then you can hold people. People can't leave your seat, the scene of your stop. Read State in the Interest of DK. Uh, that's actually in here, I believe. Uh, you can read State versus Sloan. The police may question the occupants even on a subject unrelated to the purpose of the stop without violating the Fourth Amendment, such as long as the question does not extend the length or the duration of the stop. In such situation, the evidence of a motor vehicle violation provides the justification for the stop, and a police officer may question the occupants of the car during the stop without any additional justifications. Good stuff to read. Um, I will put all this stuff up for you guys. Chapman and Hickman are some of the cases, and uh, that's what I have for you tonight, Friday night in the summer. Uh, I know you guys are going to look back at this. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Eric, for the uh, clarification. I have many talents, but one of them sometimes is not pronouncing some huge words. I, although I do comprehend what they mean, pronouncing it's a different thing. Uh, guys, if you want stickers, streetcopstickers at gmail.com. Send me your name and address. I know guys, a lot of guys are reaching out to me after they saw the video last night. Streetcopstickers at gmail.com. And if you have questions, you want me to touch on any subjects, you can write it. You know, Send me a message. Reach out to me. not hard to find my number. And uh, be safe Friday night. Crazy. But still, I'll come home safe tonight. So see you guys later.